Travel, Truth and Lies Unmasked. Written by Martin Lindstrom. Read by Alan Medcroft. Chapter 7. Changing is easy until you try it. Join me in an experiment. Tonight, use your wrong hand to brush your teeth. You'll immediately realise it's nearly impossible. And you'll probably invent all sorts of excuses why this experiment is a complete waste of time. Having read the previous six chapters, I'm sure by now you feel exhausted by the thought of all the daily routines you have to change. Washing your hands for the time it takes to sing Happy Birthday has become incredibly tedious. Wearing your mask in the airports and on the plane. Skipping those airport restaurants. Covering the TV remote control with plastic wrap. Wiping down the steering wheel. It's all so painfully daunting. And the real risk, just as Londoners and citizens of cities and states throughout the US have learned, is that you and all your neighbours simply say, to heck with it all. And then we all slip back into the good old, very comfortable and very, very dangerous routine. Changing an ingrained routine, like brushing your teeth with your opposite hand, turns out to be incredibly difficult. But as psychologists put it, if you stick with it, you'll eventually migrate this conscious competence into an unconscious competence. You know you should get into the habit of cleaning out your handbag and disinfecting your smartphone every day. After all, it's for the good of humanity. But even though you may try to convince yourself, I'm pretty sure the reward won't be great enough to make you actually do it for more than a day or two. Researchers from University College London studied how long it takes for a simple, desirable action to become an ingrained habit. In their jargon, to achieve 95% automaticity. The new behaviours were simple, such as drinking a bottle of water with lunch. But even so, the subjects found that at first it was difficult to keep to them. On average, subjects required 66 days of deliberately repeating the behaviour with a range from 18 to 254 days before the change in routine became a habit. You see, here's the problem. Adopting a change into your daily routine isn't hard because you're lazy. It is simply because change, by its very nature, is difficult. In a 1998 study, Roy Baumeister demonstrated that laziness correlates with exhaustion. He invited two sets of students into a lab and on a table offered two bowls. One bowl was full of freshly baked chocolate chip cookies, while the other contained a bunch of radishes. He asked members of one group to eat the cookies but leave the radishes alone. He asked the other group to eat the radishes while skipping the cookies. The researchers left the lab, hoping the test subjects would be tempted to cheat. Would the radish eaters sneak a cookie? Or, perhaps less likely, would the cookie eaters be tempted to eat a radish? None of the subjects failed the test, and that's the end of the experiment, except for one small detail. The researchers next asked the subjects to solve a logic puzzle. Unknown to the subjects, the task was designed to be impossible to solve. 
the researchers simply wanted to see how long the test subjects would persist before they gave up. This is where the surprising result appeared. The cookie eaters tried to solve the puzzle and tried and tried for an average of 19 minutes. The radish eaters, on the other hand, persisted for just 8 minutes. Why this huge discrepancy? The answer may surprise you. Baumeister concluded that the radish eaters, in resisting those delicious cookies, had used up their reserves of self-control. It turns out that monitoring our own self-behaviour is exhausting. This explains why, when we come home from an exhausting day at work, we're more likely to snap at our partners. It also shows how difficult it is to handle multiple challenges at the same time. Just imagine if you were dieting, exercising, learning a new language and changing the hand you use to brush your teeth, all at the same time. Sounds exhausting, right? Now try to wash your hands every time you touch something. All of us know we should, more now in these days of COVID-19 than ever before, but even if you had a mobile bathroom following you around, and I'm pretty sure you don't, all that hand-washing is just plain exhausting. It's like knowing that you should pause from your work at the computer every 15 minutes, stand up and stretch for five minutes. We all agree it's a great idea, guaranteed to keep mind alert and body healthy. But I know I rarely do it. I've tried, but I've never stuck with it long enough to turn the behaviour into an unconscious competence. You're about to hit the road again. But as soon as you do, you'll encounter an exhausting flurry of new rules, guidelines, routines and measures that have been put in place by governments, authorities, hotels and airlines. They are no doubt all good ideas, intended to keep us healthy. But the reality is that we won't quite trust all of those new rules. And unless you're absolutely addicted to change, they'll be nearly impossible to obey. It'll be like being expected to brush your teeth with your wrong hand. It may sound simple, but it's a lot more difficult than it sounds. And it's not just a single change you'll be expected to make. To continue our grooming and dressing metaphor, consider introducing a second new routine. Instead of pulling on your trousers right leg first, then left leg, try sticking your left leg in first. Oh, and then let's introduce a third change. Pick up your morning coffee cup with your right hand, not your left. And then how about one more change? You're feeling exhausted just reading about making all those changes, aren't you? This explains why so many people struggling to be productive during the COVID-19 crisis have become convinced they are just lazy. In fact, experiments show that we're all more or less exhausted from adopting all these new routines and we'll probably continue to be exhausted for years to come as the world slowly changes, adjusts and adapts. The new reality is that making all those necessary changes will be difficult, but the risk of failure is huge. That includes lots of danger for me, for you, for all of us. Unless we're all serious about changing. The hospitality industry's adaptation to the new normal is an early indicator of how difficult all this is going to be. The doorman at a five-star Sydney hotel 
taking every guest's temperature as they entered the property, was indeed wearing a face mask. The loops went around his ears, but he'd strapped the fabric mask under his chin, leaving his mouth and nose open to the air. It was as if simply wearing it was good enough. All lobbies and corridors in the same hotel announced keep two metres distance. But that guideline seemed not to apply to the elevators, where ten or more guests would cram their way aboard. They tried, without much success, to hold their breath as the elevator made twenty stops between the lobby and the 65th floor. The travel and leisure industries aren't the only ones struggling with these new realities. Recently, I jumped on a flight from Australia to Europe. According to protocol, all those neatly dressed business people were indeed wearing the latest, greatest 3M masks. But, just as your effort to learn to brush your teeth with the wrong hand didn't last long, as soon as the meal arrived, the travellers, one by one, lowered their masks. And you know what? Having lowered their masks to eat, they never bothered to raise them again for the entire remainder of the flight. It was as if the virus, having miraculously acknowledged each passenger's good intentions, had decided to move on to some other victim. Here's the reality. We're all tribal members. If the people around us adopt new behaviours, we'll bend before peer pressure and adopt the change. Not long ago, having my routine health checkup at the office of my doctor in Switzerland, I realised I was the only one in the clinic not wearing a mask. In sheer panic, I asked the person behind the counter if they had a mask I could use. Wearing a mask isn't mandatory, she said. Though, we'll be glad to give you a mask if you'd feel more comfortable. The glances from all the other patients waiting in the lobby were more than enough to drive me onto the right track. On went the mask, and just that quick, I'd rejoined my tribe. It wasn't about being a germ-obsessed weirdo. It was just about wanting to feel included in my group. Likewise, if everyone in the airport is wearing a protective mask, you'll join the crowd and put on your mask. But what if no one does? Would you then? Or what if no one keeps a safe distance mingling mask-free in the bar before departure? Will you act like a kangaroo, constantly jumping around in order to keep your safe distance while everyone shouts at you? Come on, relax, enjoy. We know each other. You're not suggesting I'm unsafe, are you? Because the reality is that even though COVID-19 is a global phenomenon, what's considered right in one culture, among one age bracket, in one particular state, city or country, won't be the same in a different place and among a different crowd. And as you jump on that flight, you will surely fly straight into another tribe with an entirely different mindset. No way, you may be thinking. You're remembering my nasty menu card and those cringe-inducing smartphone stats. But you're thinking, no way will I give in. My life and the lives of my children are simply too dear to me. However, the reality is that you will give in. At least, you'll give in to the extent that you won't adopt every behaviour necessary to keep yourself 100% safe from every danger point I've described throughout the last several chapters. Instead of fooling yourself, 
let's adopt a reverse psychological approach. Your doctor might tell you, you're overweight, your optimal weight is a certain number of kilos, and you have just got to start dieting. Well, that approach isn't likely to work. But if your doctor starts by asking, what weight would make you happier with yourself? And then gives you some helpful tips for shedding a few kilos. Well, aren't you more likely to heed that second doctor's friendly advice rather than the first doctor's rigid commands? You see, here's the reality. No matter what precautions you take before travelling, you'll never be 100% safe. If you want to be that, then stay home. Isolate yourself in the room I talked about in the opening of chapter one and stay there for the rest of your life. Enjoy. For most of us, I encourage assessing the degree of safety you're personally comfortable with. Then consider all the actions that will be required for you to achieve that degree of safety. Review all those necessary actions, list them on a card, decide if you're up for the left hand brushing exercise, and then go for it. Sounds daunting, but it isn't. The next chapter will do the work for you. The only thing you'll have to do is determine how safe you need to be, then follow the actions linked with your preferred degree of risk. This has been Travel Truth and Lies Unmasked. Brought to you by Intertech ProTech, world leaders in health, safety, and well-being assurance. Discover more at protech.com.